0: Thanks everybody for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson and I'm joined today
1: by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon. Uh doing well. Uh healthy alive, you know. Enjoying uh enjoying the warmth. It's a bit bit chilly outside. hmm Last day of the week. Are you getting set yeah. for Christmas? I am, yeah. I'm gonna have uh gonna have a typical, you know, Christmas. Go over to my grandparents for uh-huh. Christmas morning, right. you know.
0: Are you are you gonna be social distancing?
1: Uh, no, actually, what I'm planning on doing is wearing my PJs to my grandparents and oh. uh, enjoying a oh. nice, relaxed, you know. Do you have matching masks to go with your pajamas? No, actually, I don't. No, actually, PJs for me is just like sweatpants and a T-shirt. So oh, it's not you. actually like the a onesie or something.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: I, I got you. Well...
0: I honestly I kind of I kind of half expected that uh, that you would stay home because of because of covid. You know, it's just it's, it's so crazy. It's so out of control. And and mm. the way that the cases are just I mean, they're surging, they're surging everywhere. And mm. I thought maybe you would be taking other people's health into consideration by possibly staying home and and
1: not going out. I mean, I would have expected that from you. I can't believe how irresponsible you're talking about being. You know what's what's interesting when it comes to that. I actually just got my hair cut yesterday, and the um, lady that was cutting my hair, she's going in for knee surgery next week. Uh huh. Um, she's technically not supposed to be interacting with other human beings right now because the whole COVID, and she well, can't get sick can't, before and if she blah, can't blah, interact blah. with people, how on earth is she supposed to do her job? Yeah. So she had to she had to have a COVID test. She had to have a negative test a week before. She could go in for surgery, right? And uh, she's cutting people's hair. I, I I think she's even doing it today, too. So it's like this one, it's been really disastrous for her business, uh, the lockdowns and stuff. Fortunately, we've not really had to lock down long uh, in this area. Guess what I learned today? Cuomo sucks. Well, yeah, that we already knew.
0: But... Um... I learned why the cases in Germany are off the charts. Uh, PCR tests. Do, do you know... Okay, you, you've gone over the numbers here before as to how they're supposed to be using those PCR tests and, right. and, and the way that they're supposed to do these. Now, when... They use them in cycles. So that that's how they measure these things. So could you explain what a cycle is for one of these PCR tests? Which by the way, these are the instant swab tests that mm-hmm. we're basing all of this on. So can you explain so, what a cycle is first?
1: Basically, in a nutshell layman's terms, it's the level of zoom they're using on a like a, a microscope. That's basically what one cycle is. So when you're when you're zooming in even further and further, you know, that's when you start seeing artifacts and you can have a small quantity, very small quantity of COVID-19 present, or even artifacts. And the higher you go on cycles, the less COVID that's there can trigger a COVID positive. So typically- Is is, is it COVID or-
0: corona positive because there's a difference here because covid's the disease yeah.
1: Corona's the actual virus so it depend. um okay that, that's fair it's sars cov two. it's the it's the actual virus is what it's looking for not the mm-hmm. symptoms of the disease that that's that's a big uh thing to point out there the other thing is um the recommended okay so baseline is 25.6 that's like the the, the baseline that you do the recommended is about 30 cycles mm-hmm Okay. Well, here's what I found out. Now, do you know, just off the top of your head, do you know what the US is cycling
0: at right now? What Zoom they're using with these PCR tests?
1: Yeah. So it it varies. It's anywhere from 35 to 40 based on location. But most of the places I've heard is 40 40 okay so at 40 what are they going to see roughly just
0: just an idea of of what are they what they're going to see because they're supposed to be using them at 20 20 or 25 to to 30 is that what you said yeah 25 to 30 okay and they're using these at 40 so Mm -hmm. what's what's the difference okay so what are you going to which is even higher spectrum
1: so what are they going to see at 40 so at 40 what will happen is is um let's say uh you do have a artifact which is um a fractured bit of virus, right? That matches up with COVID nineteen. That that uh, fragment, uh, or excuse me, with SARS CoV two. That would show up as a positive, even though it's not the entire virus. Even though you're not, you don't have symptoms. Even though all of that is true, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're sick. When, when you get to that level, at that level, it's uh, literally you could have like it would be a negative test at at thirty cycles. But at 40 cycles, you can come out positive.
0: And it would certainly be almost almost for sure would be a negative test at 25, which would be the recommended.
1: Yeah, 25 to 30. You're you're pretty much the the negative test that you would have with that is, well, basically about 90 to 95% in the US are false positives. So. And this is why they're saying that over 80% of people that test positive are asymptomatic. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes and no. So the positive cases of those that are proven to have COVID, like they have antibodies afterwards and everything, Um, there is a portion that are actually, you know, that's a good question. I I honestly don't know that one because we don't have the data on the uh, antibodies. So I can't, I can't, yeah. So I can't say that they were asymptomatic. I can, what they're saying is asymptomatic. I know know somebody
0: personally that didn't even have anything at all. And they went and got an antibodies test and they tested positive for antibodies.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I do know, you know, not having symptoms is a thing, but we, we don't know how common that is, and the other thing is, is even if you're exposed to a small portion of it, your body can get antibodies for it, right? So you, that that's another reason that you may be asymptomatic to it. But interesting note: when you're asymptomatic, do you know what the chances of spreading the virus is? Uh, next to nothing. Zero point seven percent. Next
0: to next to nothing. Which next is to nothing. Yeah, next to nothing.
1: So so, so it's I, it's I learned statistically almost impossible. statistically
0: almost impossible. So I, I learned today why the cases are off the charts in Germany and why everything is completely shut down over here. They're cycling at 45. So if you're telling me that at 40, you can catch just a portion of a virus at this, uh, where you you say you pick up dead artifacts at that point, then that stands to reason that hell, anything, that's at 40. At 45, hell, you could test King Tut's corpse, and he would probably test positive, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Well, we already know the the one uh, PCR test, the guy tested a goat and tested his desk or whatever it was. And, and they wall, both were yeah. positive. And, yeah. well, yeah. hell, and they
0: got, well, I, I could be a bad example, but the one that used a, uh, a PCR test to test a glass of Coke. Mm-hmm. We've also had another one where he tested a a fruit. Did he test a fruit? (laughs) Yeah. In the early days when I said you could test an eggplant and it would test positive, I mean, I I was kind of being a little bit facetious, but I think you could say that that was relevant at that point. But we're, we're taking this based on the information that was given out by Dr. Reinhard Fulmisch, who is the German head of the legal team who is putting together the largest tort lawsuits in human history against these government bodies, uh, that are pushing these lockdowns and things of this nature. And Bruce, I sent you over a snippet of, uh, the conference that, uh, that he had there on his podcast. Mm-hmm. And of course it's, it's all in German, but it was subtitled in, in English. So you can understand it. And that's pretty much what they're, uh, what they're basing all of this on is, is this PCR test. So they're saying that around 97% of the cases in the country of Germany are false. They're fake. Yep. That, that it's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Which would that would fit statistically? That would be that would be accurate. So so basically, why are we forced to socially distance and mask up when they've said it's it's because well, uh, if you're asymptomatic, you could you could spread it to other people, right? Well, now that we've gotten more data on this virus, you know what we found out about the virus? It functions just like every other virus. So all the information we know about other viruses applies to this one. All the other viruses, when you're asymptomatic, you don't spread it. And even if you do have symptoms, do you know what the chances of you spreading it in a home setting? You can be living in the same house as a person that's infected. The chances of transmitting it to that person is 12%, 12 You know, you you ask, why
0: are we being told to do all this social distancing and mask wearing? Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci,
1: who has, by the way, didn't you say he tweeted that we should cancel Christmas? Um, He did an interview and there was a reporter that tweeted out a clip of that um, interview. Yeah. And he's basically saying we should cancel Christmas. And in fact, he's going to cancel Christmas for his family. And it's oh. only going to be he and his wife uh, that are going to oh. celebrate and his are, daughters are will not be this. OK, are, are they going to be uh, wearing masks? Um, probably not. Just like he uh, at the baseball game, just like that. I mean, he won't be wearing a mask.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
1: are, are they going to be social distancing like he was not doing at the ball game? Well, see, it's his it's his wife, so you know they're they're around each other all the time. So it's it's immediate family. So no, no, um, they're not going to be socially distanced. Okay. Well, he has
0: come out and said that uh, two days ago he he said this. He says that uh, over an overwhelming majority of Americans will need to take a vaccine, need to take one. Um, mask use and social distancing will likely have to continue until next winter. So. I mean, this is supposed to help uh, mitigate all of this. What happened to 14 days again? Uh, I mean, it's just a simple question. What happened to 14 days again? Uh, Americans? we're,
1: We're only on 13. We're we're on day 13 13. right now. Right, right. Not day 13. We're on day one. We got 13 Mm -hmm. days left. That's what it is. Right, because we haven't done what we needed to
0: do. Uh, Americans will likely be social distancing and mask wearing through next fall, according to the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci. He said that coronavirus mitigation techniques like mask usage and physical distancing will likely have to continue well into 2021.
1: He said that he does not. Yeah, go ahead. I want to see. Now, I'm I'm going to give a little leeway here, right? Because obviously part of the country is uh, frozen right now because it's winter. I want to see like when spring kicks off and we start opening up again, you know, and the snow's melted, we're going out again. I had better see Americans opening their businesses and telling the governments to go F themselves. Seriously, if that's what any, I want to see. If there's any businesses left, my friend. I know at, this, at the, the rate it's going. Dr. Fauci said he
0: does not believe that we're going to be able to throw the masks away and forget about physical separation in congregate settings for a while, probably likely until we get into the late fall and early next winter. Why that time? I mean, we're going right back into the area that we're at now, the cold and flu season. You're going to ramp it back up then. These people are going to have to be dealt with before then. I, I think this, is, this has gone on far too long. I think, what, what are we on, 300 days? It's gone on uh,
1: 285 days too long. It's been a full year now. Since we've known about coronavirus, we knew about coronavirus in December of last year. Yeah, it's about December 20th. Yeah, right before
0: Christmas. Yeah. He says it's not like turning off a, a, a light switch. Yeah, you can't turn that thing on and off. It doesn't work like that. Why? That's how you're using it. It's what you're doing with it. It's going to be gradual. And I think we will know when we see the level of infection in the country at a dramatically lower level than it is right now that we can start to gradually tiptoe towards normality. Towards normality. But see, if they continue on with PCR tests, then it'll just be whenever they decide they can turn things on and off. That's the beauty of all this thing. And that's that's how they're leveraging these tests, is they're able to manage it however they need it. So they can shut things down and uh, and create problems here, problems there, or shut the entire society off, which is like what they're doing in New York right now. They're shutting everything down. I heard that New York's going to be shut down until spring, but that's just a rumor. There's, there's nothing to corroborate that. But uh, they're saying that uh, it's going to be shut down what was it? Uh, hard, they're going hard lockdown and it's going to be shut down for, was it like uh, three weeks? Which is, I mean, that's what everybody's saying now. Oh, it's just three weeks. And then when you get to that three weeks, it's another three weeks, and then another three weeks, and then a month, and then two months. It, it's always more. I mean, for example, where I'm at, it was just supposed to be 30 days. I said just 30 days. Oh, they've extended it another 45. And then what's it going to be after that? It's the next thing. So, uh, well,
1: you didn't do this right, so we're going to have to do this. And then they'll shut it down harder. Yeah, they're they're going to shut down New Yorks basically. Cuomo was out here yesterday, I think, was saying, you should be happy I haven't shut everything down yet. You should be happy that we're uh, reducing happy? everything to 25% uh, capacity. No. You should be happy about I'm, that? That's no. like
0: what the Scottish fishermen said about the EU. They're like the big bully that steals your lunch, and then you should be happy that they give you a few crumbs back.
1: No. No, this, this that's not how this works no i'm I'm personally I'm not gonna be happy until the American people stand up and uh, open their businesses back up hundred percent capacity open it up. I'm, so uh, as for me and, and and how I'm you know how happy I am in this situation look we, we've talked about it before you as the American people uh, this this applies to other parts of the world too that you' you're supposed to have freedoms but I'm using America as an example because that's where I'm at as long as you consent to to this tyrannical rule of governors. As long as you consent, they're going to continue doing this. So no, it's time to Oh, and by the way, it's not the end of Fauci, by the way. If if uh all goes to plan and Biden takes office, Fauci is going to be his uh, health advisor.
0: You know, Biden said something interesting about uh his What did he say? Did he say a 100-day mask mandate is not that what he said? Yep.
1: That that day one, 100-day mandate. Uh, day one. He said his yep. he said his mask mandate won't be mandatory. No, it'll be it'll be mandatory on federal land. On federal land. Yes. So if you're at a federal building, you're mandated to wear a mask. If you're on a federal road, you're mandated to wear a mask. If you're uh, on a federal park, mask. Well, Kamala Harris was on Good Morning America,
0: and she discussed Biden's plan to hand down a mandate regarding mask wearing. And she says, there's no punishment. They don't have to. But he's saying as a leader, yes, because he's demonstrated his skills as a leader, for the last, what, 47, 48 years? I mean, he's only been, has he only been in there for 47, 40 something years, right? I mean, he's only been in there. I haven't seen this guy demonstrate any attitude of leadership the entire time he's been in government. Not one time. He says, please, everybody, work with me here for the first 100 days. Let's everybody just wear
1: a mask and see the outcomes there. Uh, okay. The US, no. we're, we're 300 days, right? Or, or more than uh, however long we are now. 80% is the required masking up uh, that they that Fauci said if we would do that the virus would um, die off 93% of Americans are wearing their masks the lowest that's the average the lowest is 80 point what was it like 6 or something like that in Wyoming which Wyoming's so sprawled out anyway it's just nah it's ridiculous we're we've already done this it's uh-huh. not work the mm-hmm. places that have had the strictest mask mandates and the the strictest lockdowns They're seeing some of the biggest spikes in cases right now. No, no, I'm not locking down. I'm not shutting down my business. I'm not going to stop visiting my family. No. And I'm going to encourage local businesses around here to stay open. I I will continue to patron those businesses as long as they stay open. Kamala Harris says that Joe and I were elected to do a job.
0: I don't think anybody elected you, lady, I can assure you. All the evidence of fraud that's out there, and don't sit there and say that that's a baseless claim. You lying frauds that are in the media and in the papers. Don't don't sit there and call that baseless. All, all the stuff that's out there, you know something? I guarantee you, every single one of these these know nothing idiots, the these spineless, gutless, cowardly people that are on television and in the newspapers, not a single one of them has ever done an investigation of any kind. You call yourself a journalist? Why don't you actually do some investigation then? Well, you're afraid you might get fired. Have your cushy job taken away from you? Well, I would consider that to be a badge of honor in my opinion, but that's just me because I actually stand up for what I believe in, or at least I, I, I try my hardest to. That's more than these people can say about themselves. But I wish in all the years that I was doing criminal investigations, I wish personally that I had the level of evidence to present to a court on a lot of cases that I was working that was actually at the level that's being presented to the court that doesn't want to hear it. So you and Joe were elected to do a job. The evidence shows otherwise, lady. So shut your mouth, which is to build back better. Where have we heard that before? Mm-hmm. And to fight for the best of who we are as a nation. I wouldn't include you in that. You're a disgrace. Hell, you're not even an American. Oh, yeah, I
1: said where, that. Where, where, What? It doesn't even make, they're calling us racist. They're calling us white supremacists. So how, what are they even referencing there that's a dead argument that's that's a dead argument that's that's nuts these people these
0: people you want to know who the racists are it's it's these people like this right here these people that shout and scream at the top of their lungs from buildings and rooftops that anyone that doesn't agree with them is a racist that's the racist right there so masks work huh is that is that what we're being told masks work? Yeah. All these cases and everything. Gotta gotta wear masks. Fauci saying we gotta wear until next year. Wearing a mask could be worse than no mask. New studies out. Let's take a look at the study that probably no one will even bother to peer review because it's so entwined in politics. Wearing a doesn't
1: mask, it, go ahead. Isn't it already peer reviewed? Because doesn't it have to be peer reviewed to be published in a paper or in one of the uh, journals? That's a,
0: okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Wearing a used mask could be more dangerous than not wearing one at all when it comes to warding off COVID-19. A new study is found. A new three-layer surgical mask. Listen to these statistics. And we have the study right here. A new three-layer surgical mask is 65% efficient in filtering particles in the air. But when used, that number drops to 25%. According to the study published Tuesday in the Physics of of fluids.
1: Mm. Now, obviously, what everybody's gonna do, or uh, you know, they're gonna immediately see, 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 sixty-five percent effective, right there. So we should be wearing a mask. But there's um, there's, there's more, more
0: to information it. to it. Yeah, there, there's more to that. Researchers from the University of Massachusetts Lowell and California Baptist University say that masks slow down airflow. Of course, they do. It's what we've been saying all along, making people more susceptible to breathing in particles. And a dirty face mask can't effectively filter out the tiniest of droplets. What you think some piece of paper across your face is actually going to do anything? Are, are you serious? You can't be serious. And what is GP warned about from day one? Right, he he's in those masks all the time. What is he warned about from day one? Streptococcal bacteria, correct? Isn't that what he said? Strep throat, pneumonia. you you're going to be. It is just this this breeding ground for just bacteria. It is natural to think that wearing a mask. Now, this is the the author of the paper, who, by the way, is is Chinese. And you did you did a backstory on on
1: him, correct? Yep. I looked into his um, education, and everything where he got it. Uh bachelor's was in shanghai i'm wanting to say and then uh, he finished it off in uh the u.s back in 2005 i think well a
0: good you know something bruce a good conspiracy theorist would look at this and say well he's he's a chinese uh agent and he's he's looking to reverse it on everything and and uh, fool people saying that they don't work so you get more people sick right 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 yeah, that's that's liberal logic right there. It's natural to think that wearing a mask, no matter new or old, should always be better than nothing. Isn't that what we've been told? I mean, that's a, that's a valid point that he makes there. Mm-hmm. He says, our results show that this belief is only true for particles larger than 5 micrometers, but not for fine particles smaller than
1: 2.5 micrometers. Just so we're clear, because uh, I looked this up, micrometer and micron are the same. So... Okay. When when we're talking of that, because we, we've talked about previously what the masks, you know, a HEPA filter, so that that would be like an N95 mask. The maximum it can do is 0.3 microns. The virus is uh, it varies in size, but it's about 0.015, roughly
0: microns. So you're you're saying that just by that size alone, it, it would render a mask ineffective. Is that is that basically what you're saying?
1: Not only would it render it ineffective, it would make the mask... If you're wearing a mask, you're more likely to catch COVID-19 than if you weren't wearing a mask. Oh, well, that's not true, Bruce. It protects you, right? Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. To reach their findings, researchers used a
0: computer model of a person wearing a pleated three-layer surgical mask, which is what most people wear, right? To track how the face covering affected airflow and how particles passed through. They also looked at how the tiny droplets settled onto the face and the airway where they land in the nose uh, or in the deep lung. They found that wearing a mask significantly slows down airflow. You don't say reducing a mask's efficacy and making a person more susceptible to inhaling aerosols into the nose where SARS-CoV-2 likes to lurk, Hmm. which what what did you just say, Bruce? That that study kind of corroborates what you were just saying.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, well, that's actually where I got the idea was from the study. Oh, so.
0: oh, okay. You you looked over the paper then, okay. Yeah. In this study, we found that the protective efficacy of a mask for the nasal airway decreases at lower inhalation flow rates. So the less you breathe, the less chance you have of becoming ill. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah. So basically, I I think this is the political class's way of just saying, well, just strangle yourself and die. I mean, how else could you interpret it? The pleats of a face mask must also significantly affect airflow patterns and their efficacy changes with more use, the researchers found. The team plans to study how mask shapes affect protection from COVID-19. We hope public health authorities strengthen the current preventative measures to curb COVID-19 transmission, like choosing a more effective mask, wearing it properly for the highest protection, and avoid using an excessively used or expired Surgical mask, they said. So, all right, he took the politically correct line there at the end. So he's still saying that you should use them, but his paper's debunking them.
1: Yeah, well, he's he's saying you should use the proper ones, which are probably the N95s properly sealed with tape. And that should be replaced every 10 minutes to four hours. That's ridiculous. That's Sorry. OSHA, by the way. That's their that's, regulations.
0: Yeah. But if you look at OSHA's recommendation, it's funny because I, I so you've seen the video that's out there circulating of the guy that does the test by the OSHA standards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For so air quality. yeah, for air quality. So, okay, you, you put it on for OSHA standards, but yet by OSHA standards, you aren't consuming enough oxygen to be in a safe uh, area to work. Yeah. So it's how on earth are you supposed to navigate that? Positive
1: pressure um biosuit that's it hazmat yeah. that's it yeah I, everybody just live way. in a static for static free room yeah sure yeah bubble boy that's that's the only way you're gonna have to be inside of a bubble
0: all right let's get over to twitter twitter <laughs> as if the election stuff wasn't bad enough and the COVID stuff wasn't bad enough they're saying that it will remove that, that they will remove all posts all of them, claiming that vaccines can harm people. What what did we say the other day about uh, the H1N1 vaccine, the swine flu, for anybody that remembers back in 2008? They actually had to destroy the stockpile of H1N1 vaccines at the time at the public expense because they were actually killing and maiming people. So if this one is found to do the same thing, which it already is, by the way, if you put that up on Twitter, they're going to remove it. They're going to take it down. There was a case. Okay, we heard about the the NHS workers
1: in the UK, but the latest case is in Alaska. What happened to that woman? She had a severe allergic reaction to it. She doesn't have any allergies, by the way, no known allergies. Uh, she had a severe allergic reaction, and she had to be put into ICU. She's in. Currently, she's doing well. Uh, they said, but um, yeah, yeah it, no the, the vaccine doesn't. It doesn't hurt you. It's fine. No, no, it no it's perfectly safe. We, we've talked about this before. The side effects of the vaccine is almost a guarantee that you're going to get a fever, you're going to get aches. I mean, like the chances of a fever were something like 80% of people that took it. And then it was like 60 to 70 were the aches. So why would I take the vaccine when 80% of the people are going to have symptoms? Whereas if you get exposed to COVID-19, 80% of the time you're going to be asymptomatic. And then if you do have symptoms, it's going to be minuscule. And the ones that do have severe cases of it are very small. It's comparable to what's going to... what what. The people having reactions to the vaccine. So, like, it's uh, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, maybe, maybe if you're like over seventy five, uh you would take the vaccine because you know you're at the most risk. the The, the average death rate of people getting COVID nineteen is seventy eight.
0: That's the highest demographic you know that we're seeing uh, of people that are uh, falling victim to it. Yeah,
1: twenty. Well, no, that that's the average. That's that's the is age that the average. average? That's the average of people dying from COVID nineteen. Okay, seventy eight. Or seventy eight or eighty. I don't know. Which remember. okay 78 was The how long you live. But here's an interesting. Yeah, here's an interesting question
0: though. Why wouldn't you test the vaccine? Or excuse me, did I say that? Why wouldn't you uh, administer the vaccine to those that are most vulnerable first? Then, so you're talking about the people that are in the uh, the larger uh, age group, that demographic. What about yeah. the what about the uh, the homeless populations? Wouldn't you want to vaccinate them first? I'm just saying because, I mean, they, they live in the most deplorable of conditions and unsanitary and unsafe. I mean, if COVID is is this rampant that we're being told, the homeless should be dropping like flies.
1: Yep. But they're not. I Honestly, no, nope. I'm not taking the vaccine. Nope, not doing it. No, this is this is all. No, it, this just just smells bad. It smells bad. No, and it does. It's not even bad. And this is rancid. This thing is this, is this has been rotting for a while. This is this is. That's how bad this is. Yeah, it's like
0: they're shutting all this stuff down. They're basing all this stuff on these, these blown out of proportion um, uh, PCR tests, which we just explained a few minutes ago how they're doing that. And now all of a sudden, because based on that, we're going to sit here and we're going to take a vaccine that was developed in less than a year. You go to hell. You, you, seriously, you go to hell. You're going to scare people into that. You got all these these uh, these ignorant, stupid ass corporations that are on board with this. Because what? You're hanging it over their head that you're going to take their business license away from them? That's disgusting. That's disgusting. You bastards are going to pay for this. I swear to you. (laughs) You are not going to be able to keep a lid on this much longer. Twitter has declared that it will remove all posts that suggest there are any adverse impacts or effects of receiving vaccinations. Well, we don't have to to guess or put up false information on that. It's actually happening, you dumbasses. Despite reports already emerging of health workers getting sick from taking the Pfizer COVID shot. We already know that. Twitter announced that beginning next week, it will memory hole any posts that invoke a deliberate conspiracy. You hear this, Bruce? A deliberate conspiracy. Or advance harmful, false, or misleading narratives about vaccines. They actually put out a tweet at Twitter safety. You can go and look this up. They actually put out a tweet. that says, as the global distribution of COVID-19 vaccines begins, we're providing guidance on how we'll address potentially harmful mi- or misleading content about these vaccines and help people stay informed. Well, thank God. Thank God we have all, of these, all these disciples of Jack Dorsey over there that are going to tell us how things are going to be, and they're going to tell you what's safe. Thank God we have all these people. All you people can drop dead as far as I'm concerned. It's no wonder your platform's dying. Twitter added that it will be monitoring posts about vaccines in close consultation with local, national and global health public health authorities around the world because they've been so correct from the start of this thing. These little chicken neck weasels have been wrong about everything since day one. The tech company will also wipe any posts that suggest vaccines are used to intentionally cause harm or, quote, control populations. Isn't that what Bill Gates said he wanted to do? Just Mm -hmm. throwing that out there. Or if the vaccines are, quote, unnecessary, if people think they're they're unnecessary. Kind of stands to reason that they are unnecessary if you've got 97% of cases that are false. The statement also notes that posts will be scrubbed if they contain false claims which have been widely debunked after the adverse impacts or effects of receiving vaccinations. Exactly what debunked means, they really don't clarify that. But presumably, I, I would assume, uh, I guess, that uh, that, kind of, that means that uh, claims about their vaccines that they at
1: Twitter disagree with or whatever. You no, know, no. What, what debunked means is, remember the Hunter Biden laptop? Uh-huh. Remember how that was debunked, that that was fake? You know, it was... But it was um, real. Like that. That actually yeah, happened. They actually just have put out some articles here recently that said, "Oh, look at that! Uh, the Hunter Biden laptop was a real thing." And the FBI has been researching us and looking into Hunter Biden for years. Huh? We, we. Oops, our bad. So when they say it's been debunked, why the hell do you listen to them? Why? Why are you even paying attention to these people? You should be opening up your businesses. You. You should honestly. You should be off of Twitter. Really. I can't say you should be off of Twitter. Uh, if you're if you're I a can. social media saying, type. Uh, how, how, social how, but how
0: long, how long have we been saying? How long have we been saying? If you've got a certain viewpoint, you're not welcome on those platforms any longer. We've been saying that for months.
1: Well, the, the reason I say you want to be on both is because if, for example, let's say um, you're a conservative and you're on um, you're on Twitter and you get uh, you're like, well, I don't want to risk getting banned on Twitter. So I'm just going to go to, over to Parler. It's just going to turn into an echo chamber on Twitter, which it already is. But then Parler will turn into an echo chamber. And that's not what we want. We want the sharing of ideas that conflict with one another. I got a better idea.
0: Now, Call me crazy, but hear me out on this one. Shut down social media. I don't know that you can do that constitutionally. That would be, that'd be tough. Why not? If you shut down social media, okay, let me put it this way. If you get rid of Section 230, mm-hmm. the companies will go away anyway because they'll be broken up and they'll be sued out of
1: business. Okay. So in that case, sure, I, I could go with that. And the the businesses are given an opportunity to correct their ways or go under. Uh, I'm good with that. But as far as uh, just, I don't know, antitrust, I'm still iffy about that at the same time, even doing that. But when you look at what Google does and Facebook and Twitter and all of them, they... Uh buy-up business that's competition. And then when you're a business they bought up, and if you come up with an idea and are like, hey, we're going to create this thing. Uh, and they say, uh, no, nope, no, you're not. And then shut you down. That That's a monopoly. And mm-hmm. you should be broke up at that point. And that's literally What's what that? they're doing. So.
0: Yeah. WhatsApp, Instagram. These were independent people with independent ideas. And they bought them up before they could even become potentially a competition. Yeah. You talked about their about, about businesses. I mean, you talked about it before, but uh, it, it leads me to this point. The California health secretary, you know, the one that was uh, eating dinner at the French laundry with Governor Gavin Newsom when he said, I made a bad mistake. That one. He has come out, and he was on a Zoom call the other day, and he admits that outdoor dining closures were to keep people at home and not because the restaurants were spreading COVID. Do do, do you see how sinister this is? Do do you see where these people are at? It's not only the hypocrisy. It's the fact that they're doing it and they're laughing in your face. California Health Secretary Dr. Mark Gailey said in a video announcement on Wednesday that the lockdown rules in the state preventing outdoor dining are not a tool for safety, but rather a tactic, you see this, a tactic, to keep people at home. Turning to restaurants to deliver and provide takeout options instead really has to do with the goal of trying to keep people at home, not a comment on the relative of, uh, excuse me, not a comment on the relative safety of outdoor dining. Do you want to hear a fun fact about Gavin Newsom real quick? Uh, Oh, yes, always. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm sure our listeners in California would love to hear it as
1: well. There is a... uh petition going around right now. Oh, the recall uh, thing? Those who, yeah. Um, uh-huh. they have over 800,000 signatures so far. They only need, what, uh, they need a million, right? I believe so. And they're expecting to have 1.8 million by the time March rolls around. So based on the numbers of how quickly signatures are happening and whatnot, um, they're at, well, no, it must be, they must have to have 1.8 million. Cause it says they're at 55%. And if it's, you know, 800,000.
0: You know, I was talking yeah. to somebody out in Los Angeles. Yeah, I was talking to somebody out in Los Angeles, and they're, they're a Democrat, a friend of mine I've known for 30 years. And uh, they were telling me that they used to be for Gavin Newsom. They thought all the people that were out there saying, you know, hey, Newsom, he's a he's an idiot. We need to recall him. We need to get him thrown out. And they're like, yeah, OK, whatever. And now that, of course, the, all this has gone on and he's been caught so many times and all this. And by the way, you know, this guy, Newsom, do you know he received, what was it, um, was like three million dollars in PPP money, the um, uh, Paycheck Protection Program money, uh, the, the the COVID relief money. He received like three million dollars. The guy's got fourteen employees, but uh, Gailey commented on the extensive steps which restaurants have taken with the government's to make outdoor dining as safe as possible, including keeping tables further apart to ensure masking happens as much as possible, to create opportunities for air circulation. He pointed out all of those factors make outdoor dinings lower risk. There is no scientific evidence whatsoever to show that outdoor dining has been an increase in, in cases. There's no evidence to show that. Hell, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sheila Cool or whatever her name is, the supervisor, the county supervisor in L.A.? She voted to ban outdoor dining, and two hours later, she was sitting in an Italian restaurant in Santa Monica, having dinner. These people don't believe this. Rules for thee, but not for me. But right now, he continued, we advise against anything that you can do in another way. So let me get this straight. You, You made the businesses conform to all of this, and then once they spent all the money they had left in changing things to conform to your Gestapo tactics... You shut them down completely in a lower risk way that avoids you either leaving your home or only leaving your home in a way that doesn't expose you and cause you to mix with others. So basically, just just go in your house and strangle yourself with a mask. That's what they're saying, more or less. I mean, they're doing they're doing it in a politically correct way to make it look like it's your fault. If something's not done right. But this kind of stuff right here, you see this guy? You you see this little guy right here? This This little scumbag, bureaucratic politician, this guy right here? This guy belongs in handcuffs. He belongs in prison. That's where he belongs. And I'll say that publicly. He belongs in prison. And you know something? On the other end of this, that's where him and everyone else like him are going to be. Because what you're doing, sir, is a crime. I don't give a damn if you think you're doing it for the right reasons or not, or if something's been done behind the scenes to threaten you or threaten your family. You know, I I might actually kind of believe that with the data dumps we're seeing with people that are involved in the CCP crime networks. But this right here, taking away people's livelihood, I mean, I'd be willing to let it slide in some cases, but as far as like saying that you're just going along with whatever because your family's been threatened, okay, maybe, maybe in that case. But not when you're out there laughing about it. Not when you're out there having dinner with the governor at a restaurant while you've got other people scared to death and locked in their houses when you're taking everything they own. Well, I tell you what, let's go on with the hypocrisy. Let's go to the other side of the country. Rhode Island governor tells citizens to stay home. See, another stay at home order because those cases are are just they're so out of control. Bruce, you want to guess where that governor was after she got done telling people to stay home?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm, I imagine she was probably staying at home, fully masked up, socially distancing from the rest of her family. No, no, she wasn't. Democratic Oddly enough, they all
0: seem to be from the same political party. Democratic Rhode Island Governor Gina uh, Raimondo was seen drinking at a wine bar just four days after reminding citizens to comply with COVID restrictions and stay home except for essentials. Photos published by Turtle Boy Sports and libertarian group Liberty, Rhode Island, reportedly show Raimondo sitting in a local restaurant for a wine and paint night without a mask. Photo was taken by Erica Oliveras who said she was also at the event at Barnaby's Public House in Providence, Rhode Island. There she is. That's her. That's the photo. Sure enough. Now, see, Bruce, this is the best part about it. The woman who took the photo, she said that, she didn't realize the photo would spark such a backlash against the governor. Otherwise, she might not have taken it. She, she uh-huh. said the governor only took her mask off whenever she was drinking the wine. Uh, and the main thing I took out of it is, wow, she's here at a small business and she's supporting. Oh. She came in. She supported. She bought wine. She engaged.
1: R- right. I'm right. God. I, I can't help but feel like that was <laughs> <Right>? facetious <laughs> or something like. Hmm. They're on a two week pause.
0: In, uh, in Providence, oh, in in, uh, in Rhode Island there. Uh, one day after the governor visited the wine bar, Department of Health Director Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott tested positive for COVID. Ramondo said in a Sunday Twitter announcement that she had tested negative for the virus, but she was self-quarantining out of precaution, you see. It's week... Th- now, this is what she tweeted, the governor, of course. She's th- I'm reading her tweet word for word. She says, it's week two of our pause. I, I love this pause. I know it's been hard, but I want to thank every Rhode Islander who's been following our guidance. Please stay home except for essential activities and wear a mask anytime you're with people you don't live with. Together, we can turn our case numbers around. Now, see, her office has denied that she's done any wrongdoing. But a spokesman for the governor's office, her her own office, said the governor had dinner at a local restaurant with her husband and had her mask on anytime she was not eating or drinking. So it was in between bites. Are you guys doing it like that? Is that how it works? <laughs>
1: I mean that's how they told you, you we're supposed to be doing
0: it. Yeah. So. Well but see Bruce, when you're sitting down. I mean this has been scientifically proven when you're but sit- by, by decree of whatever public health department you you look at uh because their people say so. The these these sorcerers when 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 you sit down, the virus knows to go over your head. It knows to to not hit you in the face or or get anywhere on your on your body at all. Did you know that? I mean, that's the only thing we can conclude, right? Based on the information they're giving us. She issued an executive order on December 11th, extending the state's COVID restrictions through at least December 31st due to the rising number of cases and hospitalizations. Have you been to a hospital? The people that are listening to us in Rhode Island, I know we have some listeners up there. Have you been to a hospital? Are they overrun? Could ask Tavish. He lives right there. The restrictions limit indoor and outdoor gatherings to only members of the same household, limit churches and houses of worship to 25% capacity, and require all employees to work from home when possible. Under the executive order, restaurants and bars can only seat one household per table inside and two households per table outside, and must stop in-person dining by 10 p.m. Why? Why 10 p.m.? So at at 9.30, it's okay to get a table, but at 10 o'clock, it's not? Idiots. Sunday through Thursday and 10 p.m. on Friday through Saturday. So let me get this straight: you can dine an extra 30 minutes on Friday and Saturday. Well, how gracious of you, my lord! They are also subject to a capacity limit. Additionally, indoor recreational and entertainment businesses and historical cultural establishments, including those within restaurants and bars, must close, and masks are required. You people can. I'm I'm so sick of these people. I, I I'm going to be I'm going to be so happy when you people are let off in handcuffs to be detained to a trial, I'm going to be so happy with that. And, and I cannot wait for that day to come because I hope, I hope all of you politicians, I don't care what country you're in. I hope all of you politicians enjoy the time you have now. Enjoy the time. You're in the bunker. You're in that bunker mentality, whether or not you want to note, oh yes, you're partying, you're having a good time. You're fighting armies uh, that don't exist. To use a World War II analogy, when the Allies were closing in on Berlin, your days are numbered in those offices and in those chairs. And that goes for all you petty bureaucrats, too, that are doing all this bidding. Collusion or no collusion with an outside power. Bruce, you going to go to the inauguration? No. No, no why not? No.
1: Is, is it because of COVID? No, I, I won't. There, there's so many... Actually, I mean, all right.
0: Let let me ask you this. Do you you actually believe this? Biden's inauguration committee urges Americans to stay home for the ceremony. (laughs) Could it be the fact that nobody's supporting your dumb asses that stole this thing out there in front of the world? That might have something to do with it. Not the fact that uh, it's got anything to do with COVID. We already know this thing's nonsense. But you idiots couldn't get enough people to fill out a Zoom call for your damn convention. Kamala Harris had three people standing in a parking lot when she was walking out to hold a rally. Joe Biden couldn't get uh, couldn't get 10 people together for a hula hoop contest in a parking lot somewhere. The teleprompter was bigger than the crowds. Jill Biden, his wife, couldn't even fill out all the seats in their backyard for a barbecue. And all of a sudden, this guy's more popular than Obama. Come on, man. Come on, man. So uh, what a what a horrible, horrible whitewash cover saying that, oh, they're urging people to stay home. Oh, and people are going to listen. Yeah, people are going to listen because they're so afraid. You got millions of people packing the streets on the MAGA marches to D.C. to support Trump because that's who won that election. And you can take that for what you want. Right. I'm looking at the evidence. I'm not looking at these uh, the, these little worms on television. We've gone over it time and again here and we can go over it again and again and again. If you want to call that a baseless claim, well, then I'm ashamed of you. So what do you think? Do you think that that this is a, a legit claim that they're putting out? Or do you think it's for what I just said? Do you think that it's for the fact
1: that they just don't have any support? They they really don't have anybody? I, I think it's a they don't have any support. Now, I, I don't think it it's because people wouldn't show up. I think there would be a lot of people that would show up, but not in support. They would be there protesting. And this would be one of the I mean, you would see a bunch of people out there with signs and all kinds of stuff chanting, you know, um, Probably make America great again or something. or. or well, OK, case off, in point, or, the know. Biden
0: rallies, the Biden rallies, the Trump crowds when his bus would pull in, the Trump
1: crowds were there. There weren't any Biden supporters there. Those were Trump people. We saw the videos. In fact, there was the times that they did have Biden supporters there, which probably were staff. They far outnumbered the the Biden or excuse me, the Trump supporters far outnumbered and were way louder and everything, too. So, yeah,
0: uh, they say that uh, extremely limited crowds will be for uh, for Biden, for the Biden inauguration. Vigorous health and safety protocols will be in place when Biden and vice president elect Kamala Harris take it the oath of office. At a public ceremony in Washington, D.C. Who said they were going to do that? This thing's not over. The only date we need to be concerned about is January 20th. The 78 year old Biden will deliver an inaugural address that lays out his vision to beat the virus. And guess what else, Bruce? Build back better and bring the country together. What,
1: what is this build back better? Where, where does that where does that come in? That, do you know that's not even proper English? Build back better. You wouldn't say that. No, instead, you would say something like um, make America great again. Or build it back it better. That. You're missing a yeah, word. That, yeah. um, it comes from... Drumroll. roll Economic Forum. That's where it comes from. It's literally something they did in Asia. One of the... I forget which country it was specifically, but it was one of their projects they were working on in Asia, and they had it translated directly from you know the Asian language, whatever language it was. Uh, was and that's was how it, it translated. Was it, pos-
0: was it possibly... Uh, I'm just guessing here. Could it have been Mandarin?
1: I mean... Th- It's very possible. I mean, that is a pretty big language. There's a lot of people that speak it. So it's, you know, that that's a good guess. Yeah. It is also unclear whether Trump will host Biden and his wife, Jill,
0: for the customary courtesy visit at the White House prior to the handover. Did Obama do that with Trump? I don't know if he actually did. I don't. I'm wanting to say yes, but... Did he? Because I remember I know he seeing was, pictures of him together. The, but yeah, know. he was at the inauguration. I, I remember that. And and Obama, you could just see it. Like, you can tell that he was just sitting there seething when Trump was giving a speech. I mean, you, you could tell it was bad. Now, see, here's the interesting part. Here, it says that um, the ceremony's footprint will be extremely limited. And the parade that follows will be reimagined. Really? So let me get this straight. Now you're not even going to do the presidential parade? Hmm. Who says you're going to be? They did. Okay. Who who says that they're going to be the ones in the parade? You ever thought of that? There's also a crucial question mark over whether the outgoing president, Donald Trump, will attend the ceremony, as is the tradition symbolizing the peaceful transition of power. I honestly, I I believe that this will be a peaceful transition of power, don't you think? I mean, I think
1: it's going to be. It will be either direction it goes. If it goes to Trump again, it'll be peaceful. If it goes to Biden, it'll be peaceful. Trump's not going to do anything to be to stir up trouble. That said, if it does end up going to Biden, Trump is not done fighting. They've already said that. The lawyers have said they're not done fighting. They're going to t- continue going after the voter fraud. So at least we might be able to get some policies changed or stuff on a local level. I, I really don't know. But what it boils down to is states are essentially saying, we don't care what the laws are. We don't even care what the, the federal law is when it comes to election stuff. We're just going to do whatever we want. And the the Supreme Court is just like, yeah, that's fine. The Supreme Court,
0: they have a single job. I said this the other day. They have a single job. If there is a debate or if there's a problem between two states, do you know who's supposed to handle that? They are. Exactly. The Supreme Court is. Here you've got 21 states that are putting their names on this saying you need to look at this. You need to you need to settle this. You need to step in, you need to do this. And they couldn't even be bothered to do that. You know,
1: I've heard a really good analogy for our election process. And I haven't actually, I didn't actually think of it this way until this explanation. But um, hockey, you look at hockey and you, you know what, you, you know how they, um, they'll they have, uh, they'll duke it out, right? So you you cross-check someone or whatever, smash them into the, uh-huh. the um, glass there. I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore, by the way. They've changed hockey so much. Um, you can, but it's a little... At least last time I watched hockey, that happened. But yeah, there's some changes there. Anyway, but the the general idea is instead of having them basically having that um, eat at the person that that was smashed into the wall, right? Instead of having it eat at them and they want to get back at the guy that did it, because this is a very testosterone heavy sport, right? So what they do is they allow them to duke it out, right? Fists do a lot less damage than a hockey stick you can kill someone with a hockey stick. Like, you know, if you, one of the rules they have is you can't raise your hockey stick so high, uh, you know, past a certain point, because if you accidentally hit someone in the neck with a hockey stick, you can slit their throat open. And it's, I mean, we've seen, I think we've seen that happen once before, uh, fairly recently to a goalie, but comparing that to our election system, we have an election instead of a civil war. When basically we duke it out politically, we, we, um, fight each other with fists if you will so it does little damage and whoever the winner is you know they walk away and they're the whoever the whatever politician you know they're going for so whether it's on the president or you know whatever but now the supreme court has said you this this doesn't matter anymore your your vote basically doesn't matter your vote is that states can do whatever they want if they want to cheat yeah that's fine now they've removed the way for us to fight peacefully or or you know punch each other in the face if you will politically speaking now we don't have that medium anymore what does that leave that leaves an actual civil war because there's nothing stopping it at this point so secession from texas that that might be a very real thing for example you know i i think there's a there's a little bit of a of a disconnect here and and when i
0: i say to uh, you know, like the, the politicians, I'm talking like the Republicans and the rest of it. You know, I, I had said before, and I still stand behind this, I said, those of you in the Republican Party that are not standing up for the integrity of this election, Trump win or no Trump win, you're not standing up for the integrity of this election. Donald Trump was serving as a, uh, shall we say, a uh, a vanguard or a little bit of a um, a line, shall we say, uh, a line in the sand, if you will, between we the people and you, the elected scum, the servants, I might add. You're not kings. You're servants. You work for us. And when you don't stand up and you don't fight for we the people, you don't represent us. You don't stand up for the Constitution, which is the only law that you people live by, or you're supposed to. It's what you take an oath to. When you don't do that... And you remove that line in the sand. Well, then guess what? Now you have to deal with us directly. And I think there's a there's a little bit of a misconception here. And I'm I'm doing this with a smile on my face. And the misconception is, is that you people haven't seen patriots go to work yet. Oh yes, you've seen the uh, the antifa scum out there in the streets burning stuff down and all that. You've seen people out there waving their Trump flags and everything else. Yeah, you've seen that. But you haven't seen real American patriots. People that have family, people that have businesses, people that have homes and property, farms, work straight jobs, have family members that have given their lives to defend that country and to stop this type of behavior from occurring on our soil. And make no mistake about it, those patriots are not going to let this stand. You good police officers, good men and women, I've worked alongside a lot of you. The time is coming where you're either going to be with us or you're going to have to step aside and you're going to have to let the Patriots go to work and to save that country because you won't do it. We're out of time. For those of you who have not, and you'd like to, please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parler. Love getting all of your likes, your comments, and your feedback. You can follow me over there at Anderson 3 or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us and you don't want to do it on social media, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family and known associates. We are trying to grow our audience here as much as possible. But we do need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you can pass us along, we would appreciate that we are available everywhere you get your podcast with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you could drop over to Apple podcast or any other respective platform you listen to us on that has a rating system and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce, thank you for your time tonight. And everyone have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.